Geek Shock. Geek Shock. closing credits of the mandalorian you will not be able to get the similarities out of your head you're not kidding i i the moment i saw I that show the first time i heard that moment in the music i'm mm-hmm. like shit they stole this from temple of doom yep I, in fact it didn't strike me until later that night i was like laying in bed and i i started humming it without realizing it and then i'm like wait a minute i'm not humming mandalorian i'm humming temple of doom dun, dun. and then uh lewis brought it up when we were at um Christmas. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then we played it and made Barry listen to it. He goes, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, it was pretty awesome. It, it does help. It's You know, I didn't recognize it from actual Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I recognized it from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom arcade game. Oh no. Because that's the music loop that plays over and over again wow. during that game. And so that's where I, I knew it. Because all the goddamn quarters I spent Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 526. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Also 80s Jeff. You're so you bitter. Really, you're so... <laughs> look at you. Poor me. Wait, wait, wait. Back Andy. check the Andy. Oh, poor, poor Andy. No one knows who I am. I'm Why are you down recognized. in the dumps? Because Big thought it was the 80s. Do we need another man, baby? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Big <laughs> thought you were... Yes. Jeff? The comment I made on the show last week about Avenue 5 just being horrible people doing horrible things to each other, he apparently, I, I, I don't, I haven't read the post yet, but apparently Steve thought that was Andy that made the comment, and so now Andy is upset because I, he was confused for me. Gentlemen, stop sounding like each other. God damn it. I'm nothing and, to do with uh, it. Oh, nobody cares. <laughs> Maple Leaf Maps. <laughs> yeah, Matt got... Uh, Got caught in the wild. Not the first that's time right. that's happened to him. Yeah. Won't be the last. The shock monkey Mark said, I know that voice. Yeah, he was playing black blackjack, I think. I was at the next table over. Yeah. And I was talking to um, one of my patients because they go to the casino sometimes. So I was there with him in full scrubs and everything. And uh, he goes, he turns <laughs> around. casino in full scrubs? Yeah. That's my work. <laughs> Stuff. He was That's on, your work? He was on the clock. That's, That's your correct. work? You go to the You're casino? on the clock in the casino? That's correct. Wait, I was being paid to play blackjack. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is part of your job babysitting old people? No. Okay. Just this person who was in rehab wanted oh, okay. to go to the casino. Oh, okay. So they need to send someone. Sure. In case something happens. There are worse things to have to do. Yeah. Definitely. That is hilarious. So well, there I am with this person, and uh, all of a sudden this guy turns around. He's a, is your name Matt? And I was like, how do I answer this? Hmm. <laughs> yep. Are you the IRS? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you that angry, angry Canadian from? Uh, <laughs> but he, he didn't. He didn't have a stupid, you know, Western accent. So. <laughs> but can he? He wasn't wearing with... a toque. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but can he learn to cope with stress before he beats the IRS? Wow! Thank you, thank you. Deep, well, deep that. It, it being only re- few are going to get that one. So. I've been recognized here in town. Matt will always own it because of the fucking 
Australian tourist <laughs> who recognized him in a fucking and it casino. wasn't Mandy. It wasn't yeah. Mandy. And while while he was selling time, I, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that one I'll never get over. Yeah, that that's was, the one that is just like, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> thousand-yard stare? Like, look at this guy. <laughs> well, you know, when he's when he perks up and looks around for his acknowledgement, if he doesn't get it, I man. don't get it. Nobody's recognized me out in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Not even sitting down with your caricatures. Because nope. they're, they're like, look at this homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> and and his and his hobby. Mm. <laughs> oh yes, and his hobby. Yeah. Oh look, he's trying to make a thing of himself. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not special. I saw a guy doing that with just his legs. <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it just his, his mouth. mouth? His mouth? Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to know what he's doing with his mouth. Character with his mouth? Yeah, Laramie does. Well. Yeah, there. That that's the guy Andy was talking about who actually had the big fight. He went to city hall and fought. Being he was cited, right? Many times. Many times. Well, because they're like, does he have any arms? Not really. I mean, he's got. So they're like, oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's just look at that. Matt, wow. yeah. Matt couldn't even. He has arms that is very small and stunted. And okay. Matt couldn't even, couldn't even I was trying take to go it to the awfulest chain. <laughs> it was just like. I couldn't. Yeah, no. It, it, but he won, didn't he, Andy? He did. He did. He cannot be fucked with anymore. Well, because they're like, look at him. Why well, are you. <laughs> but that, they, they, I mean, yes, he won. I mean, that's it may have part of it. It's probably why he got somebody to take the case. Uh, Pro bono, I think it was pro bono, oh, but uh, but he didn't win on the fact that he's he's he won on the fact that what we're doing out there isn't illegal. We're expressing our First Amendment's rights. If we were charging, that'd be another thing. We charge where I'm at because we're out and we have an agreement with a we're we're actually in a uh, set location with a agreement with the company that we're with. But uh, out there, the people busking who are out there, all the showgirls and stuff. Uh, as long as they don't ask for money, they're not doing anything illegal. Oh, okay. So if them people just tip you them for tips. That's perfectly legal. Oh, okay. All right. So where they surround you, don't let you leave until you tip them. Okay. All right. <laughs> there you go. Matt found something to be do you, angry. Do you not about. remember the the guys yeah. with the CDs? Yeah. You and I both were watching that poor guy. He got like yeah, like eight of them just surrounded him because mm-hmm. he was trying to walk just, away. Oh, and sure. back the CD. But oh, yeah. he did that. Mm. And yeah, well, they just surrounded yeah. him. Like, well, we signed. Because what they do is they give you the CD. And they're like, hey, want me to sign it? And he'll say, oh, yeah, sure. So they'll sign it. And what's your name? So they'll put, like, you know, Andy. And then he'd be like, I don't want to pay you for this. And he'll mm-hmm. get the CD back. And they're like, well, we signed it for you. And yeah. we can't give this to someone else that has your name on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yada, yada. That would be yeah. illegal. And those guys should be busted. I haven't seen any CD guys around anymore, really. It's been a while. So. Well, they've done a lot of cleaning up. They, they've cleaned up a lot. It, it's affected caricaturists and other people who are just you know going out there and doing their thing. Right. The people who are just actually but doing a, a form of some sort of performance are fine. It's the people who are out there. Yeah, that's the uh, three card Monty guys. Those are guys oh flat, straight out criminals. And they have what a you, setup. Do you remember that setup? Yes. Oh, that Harmon Bridge setup was. Jesus. Tell, tell us about the big old. Okay, so Monty we'd arrive at like 8 in the morning, right? Yeah. And you'd see them all sitting they, there talking they, and they're, laughing. They're slowly gathering. They're all talking amongst themselves. This is the guy doing the cards and all of the quote-unquote players plus the spotters. Yeah, the lookouts. Dude, there was like a dozen people that are involved in this. 
And they're all talking. They're all socializing. And then a certain time, it's like break. Okay, time to go to work. They set up the table. They the 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 so-called players all gather around. They're cheering, woo, acting like they're just random tourists. That that yeah. Uh, and and then, the and the spotters are all at various corners, and they're just keeping an eye out for uh, for officer friendly. Well, you know the the um, very bright metro. PD that walked the strip. They got the neon yellow shirts. Well, he couldn't sneak up on anyone in those yeah, things. The bike cops. Yeah. There's some planes closed though walking around too. Yeah, there'll be some vice guys, but but yeah, it was just it was amazing, dude. It was amazing watching them watching them uh, this well oiled machine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. They really know what they're doing. And and those people the, there are people who don't play, they just egg on the others. They cheer the the, the shills. And then they egg on the others to play more, and it's just, it was incredible. I was just floored by the size of it, because I was like, I've seen, I've seen, you know, Monty played and people like grabbing a quick couple hundred bucks, but I'm like, they actually make enough money that they've got a dozen people working it. And that a that, full payroll. that blew yeah. me away because you've got to be making something. You're not making a couple hundred bucks and doing that. That's just and that's when I was just like, holy shit balls. Because you're used, you know, the Hollywood thing is always the one guy who's really quick with the cards and knows what he's doing. Oh, ba doo ba doo ba doo. You know, that's what you think it is. It's a whole fucking operation. It's like uh, the sting. Yeah. Jesus. Well, so. uh, we said we're going to talk uh, spoilers with uh, Birds of Prey. We'll save that yep. for the end of the show. Harley makes it at the end. Uh, all of us. Who makes it with Harley? What? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah we all saw one. it, right? Nope. God damn it. That's, That's right. Fun. We're still going to talk about it, but That's not to right. the end of the show in case you out there Tonight haven't. he's fucking Matt. <laughs> Matt's making a stand for Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Say it right, Toronto. <laughs> he's just... To uh, Toro, no. To my neighbor, there's my, no T on the end. Toronto, my, that's my, correct. Tarantula, my neighbor, Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Tarantula, <laughs> Tarantula. Thank, that's it. Tarantula, Canada. You gotta get that accent. Tarantula, Canada. <laughs> I should say, technically, you just don't pronounce the T on the end. Much like some people pronounce buttons, buttons. Which well, people which, pronounce which drives, love me, when it drives happens, me absolutely I know. up the fucking wall. <laughs> which does. People that don't pronounce the T in certain words like buttons. That's funny because buttons, buttons, buttons. drives me crazy. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's like I'll be, I, I work with all these California kids and, you know, they'll be like, well, we're yeah, in like OT and they're teaching, you know, my strokey self to put on a shirt. Now, what you, you know, you need to handle the buttons and I'm just like, oh, I mean, I was buttons. Over, I was over pronouncing it. <laughs> just buttons. For the- it immediately is. The stroke has gone away. Yeah, really. It's just like, it's, I know. It, who knows being indignant could solve that issue. That, that Yeah, just pronouncing over, pronouncing that middle T. I, there's a term for it, like median T. Or it's, it, it's something like that. But it's pronouncing buttons. it like that is just buttons, like. Buttons, but with a T. Yeah, buttons. Not, not buttons. 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 That's what I hear a lot. Buttons. Oh, well, like, that's. Like B-U-H-E-N-S. It's like, no, that's not how it's spelled buttons. or pronounced. Buttons. Yeah. How, do you, how do you spell that, Jeff? 
I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> I believe you said B-U-H-T-O-N-S. Oh, E-N-S. E-N-S. Never mind. E-N-S. Buttons. Or F-U-C-K-Y-O-U-T-O-R-G-O. Oh! oh. Wait, wait, wait. Slow, 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 slow that down. I'm writing. Okay. There was... <laughs> Jeff, you'll probably remember this. Uh, there, w- there was a TNG episode where they were talking about some patterns, but... I think no, no buttons. They were they were pronouncing it like uh, British uh, Stuart, so it was like patents or something like that. And I, I can't remember how they pronounced it, but I actually went through the whole episode not knowing what the fuck they were talking about because nobody pronounced it patterns. Yeah, there's another one that's uh, patents or something like that. Well, there's patents and. There are certain uh, things like the British pronounce that are a little, like a lot of times if there's an A sound or an ah sound on the end of the word, it's pronounced as an R. You, li- you yeah. listening, Chris? How yeah. dare you make fun of the Queen's English? <laughs> that, that, you got to speak the Queen's I, English and it's, first. And it's funny because <laughs> Patrick Stewart being a, you know, a stage trained actor typically doesn't do that. But every now and then he does fall into that. Well, and and it, it winds up on air because like, I remember in first contact when he goes, Mr. Dater and I are returning to the ship. Well, that was also uh, there, there was a, a comment on one thread. Somebody was asking what uh, what would Picard as a character fit into what other kind of show genre universe okay. franchise. And I made the comment. Well, certainly nothing French, because <laughs> personally, I don't think Picard is the least bit French. And it was really funny when when they when they first did TNG, they should have just said, "Oh fuck it, let's make him," you know. John Picardo or something like that because he's obvi- he's very British. He's so British. And it always drove me a little crazy that it's like, you know, Jean-Luc Picard. Because it's even like the name, Picard. The, the, so like the, Captain the, Cornwallis of you know, the USS Enterprise. The, 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 yeah, Picard. Picard. They wouldn't yeah. pronounce the D. <laughs> I am Jean-Luc Picard. Picard. No, you're not. <laughs> And, you know, and I love Stuart. I, hell, I love the character. But he, that is, he is not French. I mean, come on. Come on, folks. What Frenchman loves Shakespeare? Give me a fucking Back break. The hours, I think you know, they're going to be all quoting Moliere and Balzac. I think that's New England's fault. I think during the Revolutionary War, they took our R's. Oh. Yeah. That, good job. Yeah. The pillow <laughs> strikes. When you least expect it, expect it. Yeah, right out of the harbor. <laughs> the Revolutionary War, they took it's our R's, so now it's the Evolutionary Evolutionary R or Revolutionary War. Kicked your R's. Instead of tea into the into the harbor, he's pouring Abba. fucking pillows. I'm gonna kick your R's in a moment. <laughs> uh, the book club is still reading. We'll save the galaxy for food by Yahtzee Croshaw. I'm just about finished with it, so I'll be putting up my thoughts on it before long. That's cute. That's funny. What's that? You reading a book? No, I'm. Joking. Oh yeah, it's crazy, right? No, the, the the book. It's uh, that's um, I like the voice. I like the voice of the character. I like the voice of the narration and the really just ri- ridiculous uh, Gonzo nature of it. It's, and 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 the whole setup of uh, star pilots being kind of just made uh, redundant and anachronistic. Actually, kind of sorta. I don't usually like talking about books 
on the show. Well, like fuck you. No, no, but, oh, but sorry. I'm going through here. Okay, <laughs> uh, mainly because at, toward the beginning of the book, where this is all established, so there's nothing being spoiled. I love the swearing in this book. Mm-hmm. Swearing based on math, and he puts it, he explains it in a footnote, which yeah. I just love <laughs> because you know nobody does that anymore. You don't read a fiction book and you get a little number one at the bottom in the smaller type, and you know oh blah, 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 explain explain explain, and the whole mathematical precepts behind this. Yeah, I'm keeping so, it. So absolutely so keeping it. So for those of us who who don't not read anymore, uh, what, what, what is read. the uh, not, you'll have to read the book. It's read. called The British Took His Arse. Uh, we'll save the galaxy for food. No, it's that the pilots are all very mathematical based for all the calculations that they have to make. So they've used, started using simple mathematical terms in place of other curse words. So instead of fucking, they say plying, as okay. from multiplying. Uh, uh, doint for <laughs> doint <laughs> for cock. Yeah, <laughs> that was doints and yeah. Oh, that that that's a hit right in the doints right there. The whole bracketing bunch of them, or the whole yeah. brackets. Yeah, divs. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's it, it's a fun setup, and it works well throughout the book, and it just. It speaks trippingly on the tongue. It's just yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's a joy to speak. It's the best thing since frack. <laughs> did you did you read uh, Clockwork Orange? Yes. Okay. Because I, I I really enjoyed the uh, all the the Ned side in there that sort of flowed very quickly to me. Although I need that glossary a few times. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that glossary is so necessary for that book. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest books I've read since Train Spotting. It, Which it, is written phonetic Scottish. Phonetic Scottish, yeah. right? So he's just crouching behind good, Jeff. Good times. No, so, he's under my But now. Uh, with the book club, we will be taking nominations soon for March's book. <sighs> so get ready for that. So, gentlemen, moving forward, what geeky things you do this week? Nothing. God damn it! Man. He's God just getting it out of the way early. Celestia got me thinking about uh, eugenics. <laughs> Why? The Our eugenics wars. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yes, the eugenics wars. Uh, Dawkins. So, so you're thinking about... Dawkins, Dawkins made a... made a, uh, I guess you would say ill-advised tweet and got stomped for it. Yeah, that sounds right. And uh, it was really funny because this whole thread started up uh, when Celestia was talking about it. Because basically Dawkins was like, eugenics would work, but you oppose it because it's morally reprehensible. Yes. You oppose, you know, that's not to say it wouldn't work. And um, that is what he said. And yes. And I got to thinking, you know what? There's because everybody is 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 referencing the Nazis and getting all upset and everything. And I was like, I it occurred to me that there's more than one type of eugenics because I was talking with Andy and I'm like, you can have the eugenics of promoting people, uh, selective breeding, um, positive. Uh, things like get all you know smart people make babies with other smart people you know <clears throat> that's different actually than let's execute all the people with the negative traits it's a little different it's and, just just a little bit yeah and it but but it, it's funny because it is <laughs> it is actually different because you two sides of the same eugenics coin when it comes down to you it. can promote people and uh, uh, proliferating positive attributes uh, 
without having to sit there and judge. Wow. The phone just stopped the whole thing. Yeah, really. It, it, the phone pillowed this. Uh, and and it's a it's a Twitter alert on something uh, Paul said. <laughs> but <clears throat> that was weird. That's probably because he just responded you to you over the over and I can feel it in the airwaves. Yeah. His response is uh, only if you people get together who are used to jacking it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's there you go. See, encourage response. all the negative attribute people to just jack it. And but you know seriously, I was like, it, it was it was sort of like it occurred to me that that there are two sides to it, and that it doesn't necessarily you don't necessarily have to include the negative one because the shock, I mean the the Nazis you know with the the blonde blue eyes breeding with the blonde blue eyes and the the whole SS thing and everything like that is kind of twisted and stuff. Um, Just a little. But if people are not being forced into anything, at the end of the day, who gives a shit? Concentration camps, death camps, the the you know Einsatzgruppen. That's where you you fall into the what the fuck is going on Listen, here, man, and this is terrible. It's just summer camp, and they had a gas leak. Oh my! Oh god damn it! Wow! <laughs> god damn it! Oh, you're Canadian. You oh. can go. <laughs> Good God, Matt! <laughs> You're the one who's tired to do eugenics talk. <laughs> I'm about to put both of you in a timeout. <laughs> Wait a minute. Come over here. Uh, I, yeah, okay. No, I want that explained. Explain it. <laughs> you went down the eugenics path. You know it's going to lead to him saying something terrible. <laughs> you saw him with Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see. So I'm Lewis now. Huh? You're confusing me with Lewis? No. Next, I'm you'll be calling me Reddit. <laughs> so what geeky things you do this week gentlemen i thought uh, about eugenics yes that's yeah. great <laughs> i try to think about eugenics yeah um looking forward to next weekend yeah. we have our auction to go to this weekend that's what i mean yes <laughs> yeah i meant this weekend this weekend oh that was clever man you were gonna get a whole bunch of competitors to go the wrong weekend <laughs> Good try. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. smart. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bring look, 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 I'm gonna bring Kit, and he'll. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you gotta bring Kit. See? Yes. If a cat puts in a bid, all bidding stops. Yep. Younger than the kid. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like two or three or whatever. Right. Oh, a, little, yeah. a little newborn. <laughs> and it's, sorry, the cat beats you, kid. <laughs> So yes, at War Room Games here in Las Vegas, they do their semi-annual auction. They do it twice a year where all the customers bring in their own stuff to sell. The store sells it in an auction. They get store credits for how much it was sold for. And you and it usually goes pretty cheap for unless most a, things. Unless it's a um, a night. That those are Yes. Nights will not go cheap, but they will go cheaper. <laughs> That if I'm you sorry, bought it's going insane over here. But I'm going to be going all day <laughs> Sunday. When did he ever stop being insane, Matt? I took a vacation day, Matt. Wow. I, I will be there in the morning. Starts at ready what, to 11, go. 10? 11 o'clock is when the auction begins. If you're selling things, you can bring it the night before. But if you bring it the day of, they ask you to bring it in at 9 in the morning. Jesus. That's what you get. Todd waiting. is doing this so wrong. Todd, it starts at noon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't like the same and stuff anyways. And it's at Action so. Comics. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> War Room Games Game Auction at Action, Action Comics. Comics. <laughs> you get a free little spray air <laughs> You get spray. some air freshener. 
Complimentary. Uh, and they, they, they throw it great. They, they have it organized. They start with board games, then role-playing games, then it's miniatures. So fun. if miniatures aren't your bag, show up early and go for the board games and role-playing games. I got to show up in case you get another fit of generosity and, and buy me a Are you going to show up? Well, if somebody would remind me now and again. I just did. 11 a.m. <laughs> this Sunday. is Monday. Yep. So? Yeah. I got to go into the office with Kim Trails and Trump Nicks for the next couple of days. <laughs> I'm going to be lucky if I remember my own name by Saturday. Okay, I'm reminding you right now. It's at 12 o'clock yes, at Action I... Comics. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I'll be there. Little Shop of Magic. Yeah, I'll be there too. <laughs> and they have a food truck, and that's great because there's lots of good food the, in the, that food truck. The auction of food? Uh, that's a set price. Okay. So, yeah. I think this year I'm going to be. I'm going to dress actively. Up? No, no. Oh. I'm going to actively <laughs> shower first, please. Uh, every day, every day. There's no issue there. Come in your scrubs. Oh my God! Ooh, bring your bring your work. bring your therapy guy. Can I call the episode "Come in your scrubs"? <laughs> no. In your scrubs. Seriously, in your man. scrubs. The scrubs will get you some serious points. And 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 bring the bring the therapy guy. Have him in a wheelchair. Yeah, and like you know, even if he doesn't need one, wedge a wedge a sign between his uh, doint arm and <laughs> doint you know, arm, his doint arm, huh? Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and just just be like, he wants it. Blood Bowl teams and yes, an Imperial Knight. I'm going to be on the lookout for an Imperial Knight. And yes, you could buy an orc team. I could buy an orc team. Yeah, for like two bucks. I was originally going to get one given to me, no, but no, I could no, buy no. it. No, no, no. <laughs> A human team. You can have the human team, but you're... Do you want the human team or no? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, humans. They they believe in eugenics and all that crap. They're, the they're awful. They're awful. And Matt, I've been talking to some people that are going, trying to get a feel for what they're bringing, and I do know that one dude is pretty much getting rid of all of his amalifo. Oh, so you're so, going to be happy. So there's going to be some amalifo stuff. So okay. I will be happy, but already pre-painted. Uh, I'm going to guess most likely. Uh, so, but that's nah, easy. You just yeah, really pre-prime it, and paint again. There you go. What do you care? You don't even have to dip strip. it in the nail polish, and, right. and then when it all leaches <laughs> off <laughs> and melts the styrene. <laughs> it, there's a lot of people out there with miniatures that they say you know, they you know I need to strip this paint and start all over. Unless you went too wicked, wickedly thick with like awful paint, like Apple Barrel or something like that, okay, then just reprime it and go. A friend of mine, when we were when we had started playing D anD D again as adults, this was way back in the nineties. Uh, he 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 was just like fuck it, and he used some testers model paints <laughs> and painted up our figs. You know what can be done? It can. Mm -hmm. Well, these um, were the shiniest dark uh, sun action figures. Oh, so he is gloss painted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no, like yeah. candy apple red. Been there, done that. Mister's <laughs> gloss. It was fun. Little matte varnish at the end. It'll take it all down. You're really, matte you varnish at the end? It's it's something he does. Oh, okay. on the side, matte varnish. Yeah, varnish matte. You don't want matte to varnish. No, no, he can't change his name. He has to wear his Canadianism on his sleeve. Yes. <laughs> yep, I do. Nice callback. <laughs>
So Thank I uh, I went to Millennium <laughs> Fandom Bar three times. Of course you did. Three, yeah, times. three times. We're going to have to change this to what new and different geeky thing did you do this week. <laughs> ah. He did it all in one day. Three yeah. times. Well, you can assassinate and he's Andy. totally yeah. spent now. <laughs> yeah, I, won't, I probably won't go back for two months. Phew. Uh, <laughs> Aww. When do you leave? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. This is your last cast. Oh, thank God. I mean, we're going to miss you. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gloomhaven? Gloomhaven! Ah. Gloomhaven! <laughs> haven, haven. So Wednesday, uh, Celeste and Jamie and I uh, played Disney trivia. Fantastic. And, and, and uh, uh, we were behind. We, we, we were doing pretty good. We did, we did okay. And then the last round, we just cleaned up and won and had no idea. They're like reading through and then like got to the light. Like, we're getting really we have high up there. We, we, and when we won, we actually all laughed because we couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. I'm sure we lost. It was pretty good trivia. There was... So Jamie didn't blow uh, a Disney question this time. Not that I recall. I I I definitely blew one. Well, um, I'm that's yeah. Wow. Yeah. One. The one. The one. That, Congratulations. Uh, the 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 first round was all first lines between princes and princesses and that stuff is a hilarious category. Oh my god! Can, can I call this episode Andy blows Disney? Mm. Sure. <laughs> This is while he's still cryogenically. <laughs> he was still cryogenically frozen, so his tongue duck, got stuck. Duck. And, and and Andy's just like, <clears throat> and and Jamie's running out with a little pot of hot water to pour over Walt's dick to you know get Andy's Walt's doint. Walt's doint to uh, to uh, get his uh, tongue free. But yeah, uh, one of the questions was about that was it. Actually, I should have said Space Celestia buddies. does it. Spot, sorry? Space buddies. And then Jamie was the like, don't spin don't, off. Don't do it. Wait, wait, wait. I can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> I know. He's trying to power through. I know. <laughs> and you're just jabbering away like an asshole. Well, I know. I honestly, I honestly was more intrigued by what he's saying. Well, of than course you, you were. Most saying, people so are. Just, I so, just so, got to be there. <laughs> so, Andy, one more time so we can actually hear what. Uh, so, the, one of the questions is about Space Buddies, which is apparently a... Space Bunnies. Spi- buddies. Buddies. A spinoff to the Air Bud series. See, I don't have to interrupt for it. Yeah, exactly. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, what? Space Buddies? Air Buddies? Air Bud? <laughs> Who cares? It was a difficult question. I was amazed anybody got it. We well, certainly get it. I got to admit, that is a solid Disney trivia night question. I, I wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Shit. I forgot Air Bud existed. But uh, we, uh, I, I'm claiming we won because. Uh, well, you actually did win. We did win. I'm claiming we won because oh. uh, uh, of my my knowledge of uh, of uh, corporate animal cruelty. Because one of the questions was about what myth uh, uh, Disney uh, expanded upon in a 1950 something documentary, and it was the, oh, lemmings. the lemmings. The lemmings, yeah. yeah, the lemmings came up. Absolutely. Oh yes. But then I went back Thursday because they were doing the screening of the uh, steampunk by the pirate the pirate uh, fest promo that we worked on. Oh, fantastic! So that's out there in the world now. Wonderful. And I went back Saturday for the steampunk ball, and that was then fantastic. Yeah. Steampunk three day. Ball. You got to get it all in before you leave, man. Yep. And you're going Do to you? where? Uh, I'm going to go back east for a couple weeks, and I'm going to be down at Miami working at Miami Fair. So Miami Fair, when's that begin? Uh, early March. Early March. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Two weeks. Uh, it's about a month. Month, a month long fair. Please, yeah. South it. Florida people, go to the fair. Walk by the caricature booth, and at some point, look at him and go, "Are you fact check Andy?" Just you know, I don't need your pity. Just for all of us. Yeah, sakes. yeah. You don't need my pity. <laughs> Listen to that. 
He just needs your respect, and you know that's that's uh, hard to come by. Oh well, I would say watch out for the uh, plush time wins kids because they usually film at the fairs down in Florida. Yeah, uh, but they're moving to <laughs> Japan for a couple months. So whoa, yeah, so they're okay. not going to be there. Wow, right? Wow, blows my mind. Just sort of like Andy blowing Disney, right? Mm. What else you do this week, guys? I researched escape rooms because I'm doing a a job. Where what? What? Jeff just seems put out that he hasn't gotten to go yet. Do you have something? I well, there's... did you do something geeky? <laughs> yes. Well, then talk. No, you've already started. Please continue. Okay. Wow. Todd is laughing because I have literally opened my mouth to speak twice now, and both times you and Andy have jumped right in. But you know, so what? it's it's fine. It's I'm not upset. It's just one of those things. Not it's me. just it's humorous. Jeff is observing <laughs> proper podcast etiquette by letting the person talk. Yes. When, when 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 has that ever stopped you? you know You're power I'm through Jeff. That, oh, Andy no, couldn't even. If do I've it. already started, I power through. Oh, I don't. I, I don't. You got, so you're more momentum, Jeff. Yes. Okay. That or it's not an obscure pop culture reference that he has to get out right now. <laughs> or a too. song. <laughs> that too. So it's escape room research. No. no so there he was. No. <laughs> it's exploded. I mean, there's like over 10,000 escape rooms across the world. We have like I, 20 I, of them here in Vegas yeah, already. I was researching uh, where it came from, and it was really interesting, like the various vector points where people started doing things, because you had like, uh, uh, even though it's not part of the, let, let's call it escape room genetics, True Dungeon is really the first thing. That they did the the thing that's at Gen, Gen Con okay. that that's where you're like with assigned. the coins and the right and you you you're the uh, you're the cleric or you're the fighter or the thief of the group and it's like a D and D thing. What about the bard? What uh, about the bard? Oh my god! What 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 do you want to know? Toot toot! <laughs> but uh, um, 2007, a Japanese company started them started one in Kyoto. And I guess uh, there was the point-and-click escape the room games, video the games. Exchange. Escape um, room. And no, why? The the no, sorry, the Kyoto Accords. <laughs> what the oh, fuck was wow. I thinking of? Oh, boy. That's wow. a I good to, question. <laughs> I went to the Paris. That was <laughs> great. That was great. No, no. You you Andy that one front, back, and sideways. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> You're this sitting on it, Andy. Feels? Oh no, you're just over there now. There you go. And um, enjoy the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Andy says. Enjoy the pillow. <laughs> Jeff says, just be quiet and let me enjoy this. Andy <laughs> says, just be quiet and enjoy this. <clears throat> but um, where the hell was I? Oh, yeah. So there, there, are, other, there, there are other places like uh, Budapest, Hungary. Um, they have like these basements. That, that's yeah, where I want to be. Yeah, <laughs> and they they would they would they would use them we call for that hostel. The, yeah, they, they <laughs> would. It's an escape room. Yeah, exactly. You remember, you remember Budapest very differently than yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they they, uh, they were talking about um, how they they did the a bunch of. The cops show up. Oh, as, he escaped. Congratulations, oh, dude. That's what I'm. That's what I'm actually building up to because oh. you know they had. Yeah, they had this whole East European thing grow, and this whole Far Eastern thing, and they got more and more lavish. 
they really decorate them up. They get bigger and bigger narratives where people are now addressing a story. It's, you know, it, no longer are you just in a room and it's like, okay, get out of this room using the clues at hand. So Michael Douglas comes out, oh, shit. Yeah, game. <laughs> when they fuck with you, then they really fuck with you. Yeah. But um, I'm just waiting for Eli Roth to show up. So you're like, we're totally fucked now. Yeah. St. Petersburg. And I love this when I read it. St. Petersburg has one where you have to clear your dissident friend's apartment of all the incriminating papers before the secret police arrive. How the fuck? Isn't that the most awesome fucking thing? You get like 45 minutes and you have to follow all the clues and find all the paper caches and everything like that and get them destroyed. That's, that's a neat angle. Or that's- as the secret police call it, testing for dissidents. <laughs> <laughs> I was amazed. I'm like, St. Petersburg? This is incredible. This is absolutely incredible. It, d- dude, it was just... But but they're, they're, they've got tons of them. Um, uh, there's... One where you like you're going on to a space station because you have to find out why is the space station abandoned. And then you've got your more prosaic ones like, you know, horde of zombies coming after you. Uh, there's an airplane escape uh, one that the somebody DB had. Cooper one? Uh, mm, more okay. like crashing airplane one. Oh, okay. So it's just it's 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 really it's really, really cool and really really insane and it's just it's all over the damn place there's one here in town that's uh called claustrophobia i don't know if it's still there but it's part of you know it's a bunch of escape rooms in one location and one of them is only for two people and it is completely black and it is uh just barely big enough for two people to lay down and can't even stand in it right yeah Right. No, they're insane, the different concepts. There's this one that's not quite an escape room. It's actually a theatrical experience. It's the man who knew too little? Yeah. What the? Oh, fuck. I'm forgetting the n- name. It's in New York. Okay. It's it's like Sleep No More, I think is the title. And they've converted this warehouse space that they, they call now the, the hotel, the McKittrick Hotel. And basically... It's sort of like a reenactment of Macbeth, the actors, but it's in a 1930s noir setting, and it's silent. They don't really speak. Rather, they perform things mutely, and they move you from floor to floor as you go through the story of Macbeth. Stop that, saying the Scottish play. That's, that's, it's, it's not It's Mimebeth. That's what this is. There you Mimebeth. Go. Mimebeth. But uh, oh, my Beth, what can you do? But now um, who's singing? <laughs> yeah, I ran. There's one here in town I want to Stay do. In your the, lane, Andy. Uh, the jigsaw one. You saw that one? The, the saw the, one. The official saw escape room. Yeah, that'd be I fun. I want to try that one. They're 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 all they're all sorts of them, and they they have to be creative to be competitive because everybody's everybody's like like doing them. Like, now, you like I want that you've, actor. You've not done one, have you? Silly. I want I, him in there. I haven't uh-huh. done any of the ones here in Vegas. I mean, I you know the the one we did at the Fear the Walking Dead. That's, that's really not, the yeah. that's really the closest I've come to that's, doing that's, anything. That's not really an escape room. There's there was like one thing to solve. We didn't even know about it until they right it was done. Oh, uh, what triggered my remembering the New York one, if I remember correctly, is that they advise you to go through one person at a time. So you're not actually it's not like a group of people 
You're actually like going through one person at a time. But like I said, huh. Sleep No More is more of a theatrical, interactive theater thing. It sounds pretty great. Then, and then it, it, dude, it's, it, I was reading up on it, and it sounds incredible. It's like, I want to go to New York just to do this fucking thing. But um, <clears throat> uh, they're all over the place, and people are doing all sorts of different things. I've, I've researched about virtual reality escape rooms, which kind of pissed me off because that was my thought. It's like, all right, that's the next step. We can corner the market. This will be great. Nah, people are already doing it. Yeah. And there's also so. escape room board games. You can only do them once. They're called, uh, I think they're just called Exit, and there's a whole bunch of different ones. There, there's a couple in the house we haven't touched yet. We're afraid to. Because mm. once you do it, that's it. Right. So it's, it's a one-time experience. Oh, wow. It's an escape room in a box. you got to keep it in a little black glass case, you know, in case of you know lack of fun, break glass. Yes. Yeah. Are you done? Hell. Because what did you do, Jeff? No, I, before before <laughs> I we do this, make I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't want to start just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a joke for the escape room in a box, and I just said, nah. Nah. Oh. Uh, there is one at Bally's. Every time we uh, go to LVO, there's one in the basement of Bally's by the bodies exhibit called really? Zoe. <laughs> They turn them out. We need new bodies. Dude, that's perfect advertising. In the basement of Bally's, right by Bodies, escape room. And it's a horror escape room called Zoe. And Zoe, I read up on that. Yeah, so it's it's a a, a terror escape room. It looks very very based in uh, that Japanese style horror girl with long hair, scary thing. So not scary oh, at all. Oh man. Oh, right. oh, oh, somebody threw down a gauntlet. I think so. I We're going to record somebody's trip through an exca- escape room. Escape room. Escape room and press all the buttons. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> buttons. No, right. buttons. Buttons. We all right, Jeff, the what do you do? With the patents. I'm what? all ears. Let's You're go. all ears? We all are. You sure? Yeah. This better be fucking great. <laughs> oh, now there's too much pressure. <laughs> You better have been like out in the town with uh, Steven oh, Spielberg. Oh, shut and, the like, fuck up, Mister Never Does Anything. <laughs> Tell your story. Somebody's spicy. Somebody's small, right? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I got two hot peppers over here. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm taking him to the airport. I'll make sure he gets gone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff, uh, what'd you do? Uh, got caught up on Picard. Um, okay. Had a had a <gasps> viewing party, so I got. You to- saw Romulan Elf. Romulan elf? That's what people are calling that uh, that one character. The Romulan dude with the sword? Oh, yeah. yeah. Romulan elf. Romulan. I, I hadn't heard that he was being called that, but yes, yeah. I did see Romulan elf. I, dude, I'm just like, oh, that I, I love Romulans. I love elves, swords. You mean Legolas <laughs> oh. with a sword. <laughs> he eh. does kind of look like Legolas yeah, a little see, bit. Well, yeah, yeah, he's Vulcan Legolas, definitely. Uh I gotta be honest. I'm still kind of. I, I like the series, but I'm still kind of waiting for something to happen. Oh, because the majority of the episodes so far have been a lot of setup and backstory through flashbacks. So, the actual current story is taking a long time to get started, and it's three, four episodes in. That's now. four, yeah. Four episodes in. Uh, now. What a ten episode series! I think it's only ten episodes. Wow. So unless <laughs> it's a five episode unless the series, back, they better get fucking moving. Unless the back half is going to be all Tell moving about that forward. Back half, well, sometimes that they they usually do do that. I actually just read an article mm-hmm. where they were talking. Somebody talked to Netflix VP about uh, the the problem of the uh, their long arc series sagging mm-hmm. in the middle, 
because because they're not taking an episode by episode story approach. They're uh-huh. doing the long arc, right? A Ten hour movie, so to speak. Sure. And that that they're talking about uh, the 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 VP actually called it the U shape. You get this this storyline U, where it just kind of sags, but then everything culminates at the end. And yeah, it, it's yeah. I think it um, lock and key was a little uh, subject to that as well. Although um, I, it, you, I have Netflix my own opinions is, on net, the way net, uh, lock and key ended, but that's another. I haven't even watched that yet. Was it uh, without spoilers? Was that? Um, was that? I really, really enjoyed everything up until the very final episode. I felt the final episode was a bit of a letdown. Todd, I haven't seen the final episode. You, I'm only halfway through. That's Jesus. why I'm not going to say any more about. Oh, it. say it. Lock Teach him key. a fucking lesson. <laughs> that you know what? I just realized just now. I realized. This whole spoiler thing uh-huh. is enabling Todd. Mm. So I think from now on, we spoil the shit out of stuff and put the fear into Todd so he has to watch shit. He has to watch it right away. To, to be fair, I've known the man for over 30 years, So, and there are certain movies he still hasn't watched I know. from like 25 plus years ago. That's so right. Like spoiling what? it isn't like really what? going to help. Uh, you, it took you how long to watch okay. Kroll? I, I still haven't seen Crawl. Um, <laughs> my point exactly. Star Wars. All right, so Crawl, Buckaroo, Banzai. So what? Those two. Those two. <laughs> didn't didn't you? No, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> the Godfather all the way through. Yeah, I've seen Godfather all the way through. I saw I I saw him in order, okay. sitting down. Have you seen Captain Crow's Vampire ex- Slayer? Extended version. No, I have not. See, there's another one. But I haven't really been wanting to. You're a fool. Luke Cage. <laughs> Luke Cage, yeah. yeah. Point. You yeah. can spoil that all you want. <laughs> but anyway. Debbie yeah. does Dallas. Wow, so you had a, I quite star- a I've started it, I haven't week, finished huh, it. <laughs> <laughs> or I have finished it, and then I need to start it again. Well, it's pretty impressive. I finished. Fat- I got caught up in Picard. I finished Lock and Key. Um I'm caught up on the McMillions um, documentary, which I'm it, as it's only going to be a six-episode series, McMillions, but third episode aired today, and the whole backstory is getting more and more intriguing. Like this whole mob angle has been brought in now that I didn't the know mob. about before. Because I mean, I knew a little bit about it. Like you and I had talked about it before. The uh, the backstory on this and the fact that it got a documentary, and I was just like, wow. Now I'm really interested in what happened because before you know they only released little bits where it's like oh yeah this guy set it up and he's you know part of the company that was the promotions company and basically gave out all the tickets blah 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 and you think oh that's it that's the end of the story no, no it's way more involved the than mob that. that's funny two that's guys hilarious. in Adidas tracksuits showed up one day and there you go mm-hmm. yeah. you don't dress like that anymore why not yeah. I kind of miss I kind of miss uh, tracksuit Russian Matt? mafia Matt. <laughs> Uh, I'm waiting for Keanu Reeves to burst in the room and blow his brains out. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right, Andy? Okay. No, you're forgetting what would actually happen is they would burst. He burst in to kill Andy. Would miss and hit Matt because Andy would like trip or something at the last second. The bullet would go right where his head was and hit Matt. Yeah, it'd probably go in one ear and out the other. (laughs) That too. Anything else, gentlemen? There was something else, and now I've completely lost my train of thought. 
Yeah, all those shows were were Jeff Biggs. So yeah, any complaints about that? <laughs> Jeff that Biggs. Jeff. Jeff Biggs. Who's Jeff Biggs? Jeff, know, Biggs? Right? Jeff Biggs. I don't know. Like I said, don't Who's get me Biggs? wrong. I'm, I'm enjoying Picard. I just I'm waiting for something to happen. Isn't the guy that hauls up one hail one uh, hay bale in each arm, just one in each, just big dude? That's Jeff Biggs. Yeah, that's Jeff Biggs. Sure, I yeah. like that. Yeah. And he goes out and solves mysteries yes, on the weekends. He absolutely does. I watched <clears throat> on a letter, Kenny. I was breezing by YouTube and I've watched I watched Joe Rogan's podcast in bits and pieces, although his uh, his whole episodes can be very interesting. He actually um, had an episode uh, it's actually older, <clears throat> a couple months older, with Malcolm Gladwell. And Gladwell had actually talked about the he had actually written a book on you know the uh, darn it I, I I'm misplacing her name the woman in Texas the black woman in Texas who got pulled over uh, and then ended up quote unquote committing suicide in jail when she was in jail for like three days yep <clears throat> uh, Andy if you could I'm looking at yeah it thank does you ring a bell to me it 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 really it spread around really quick when it happened. And it's, a, it's actually a very sad story. And it, it, the, the reason it was sensationalized is because it was all on dash cam. And the trooper, the Texas trooper, losing his temper with her, um, arresting her, <clears throat> and all of, that going, uh, all of that going down. And then, like, during the weekend, she is found dead with a garbage bag tied around her neck hanging from, uh, from the, her bunk. Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. And he wrote the story because he was talking about uh, all the different angles to it, uh, her problems. Um, <clears throat> because while a lot of people feel it's absolute bullshit that she committed suicide, his position was the whole thing was a was a was a tragedy, but that she probably did. And uh, but he was also doing a bit of an indictment of the way we train our law enforcement, and it was actually very very. Um, <clears throat> very uh, enlightening because he was saying the officer actually didn't do anything wrong from the perspective of he did what he was trained to do. But it was the training that totally set everything up to happen the way it did and for it to go so tragically and so poorly. And it was very fascinating for Gladwell to be laying this out. If you can find it on YouTube, it's a bit of the segment is a bit of a long listen. It's about 25 minutes. But I encourage people to listen to it and listen to the 25 minutes in full because the guy, Gladwell, starts out almost sounding sympathetic to the trooper, but he actually builds up to uh, basically what is an indictment of the way we're currently training law enforcement and the current attitude uh, that has grown up in the country uh, regarding law enforcement and how it should be how it should be carried out and it was actually very very fascinating it's really fascinating and poignant so she was like a big Star Wars fan or something or <laughs> or uh... Jeff <laughs> why is Kay trying to make this political I don't know <laughs> He's he's trying really hard. (laughs) Okay. Let's get some news in before we talk about this movie. (laughs) 
This movie. This movie. So and let's let's do some weekend geek. Yay! It's my parting present to you. I appreciate it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's no, on? No, 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 no. We can't have that. Why? Why can't we have that? Because it's him. It's him. But he's gonna be gone for a couple Good. months. <laughs> but he's like that rash you can't get rid of. He always comes back. It is my year. <laughs> Lotrimin Andy. <laughs> Look so, at Mandy. Well, wait before you start. Andy Media. What's uh? What's what's on Reddit there? Uh, <laughs> nothing. Matt, what are you reading? Nothing. No. Nothing. You had something set he's up. Probably watching. No, he's he's looking at his hockey stuff. Oh. His ho- his hockey news. Hawk. Oh, hockey. hockey. Okay. You don't speak Canadian. Oh, that's no. What, I only speak a little Canadian. That's what Hawk the Slayer is about. It's okay. Yeah. I speak jive. Yeah, I know. He goes after Puck. <laughs> we could <can> geek. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, uh, no things you don't give a. No, I just explained that. That's what that meant. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm. Are you on board with, with me? I'm we, with Matt on this one. Thank you. We need a ton of. Uh, <laughs> we'll get plenty. Later. I hope you start off with something terribly weak. Rick Moranis, one of the biggest comedic figures of the 80s and 90s, took Damn a step back, straight. back from acting after a run that included Ghostbusters, Spaceballs, Little Shop of Horrors, and SCTV to focus on his family. One of his last films uh, that he was a part of was the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series, in which Moranis played the bumbling inventor Wayne Zielinski. Now and, and allowed him to retire so he could spend time with his family. Truth. <laughs> Now Moranis is coming out of retirement. To Glad you finished that phrase. To once again play Zelensky in the upcoming Disney film Shrunk. Moranis will team up with original director Joe Johnston and writer Todd Rosenberg for the film, which sees Josh Gad play the role of Moranis's grown oh, son. Oh, Professor Biggs is so happy. Who is getting into the family business of wrong-sized mishaps. Continuing the timeline of the sequels, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, Shrunk will be Moranis' first live-action role since Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves back in 1997. The actor has contributed vocal performances to films, though, like Brother Bear and TV shows like The Goldbergs, and the film has not yet have a release date. So, Moranis, coming back to the big screen. Hey. Theater near you. Andy. Cool. Wrong Size Mishaps is the cover band for... Wrong Size Mishaps is the cover band for uh, uh, Mini Kiss. Ah. Wow. <laughs> Goddamn. Nailed that one right to the fucking tree. I just love that there's a cover band of a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 Todd, that's why I was hanging my head. Todd, with, with Andy, there is no end to the loop. Of uh, at, at some point, he's going to figure out how to squeeze in Dread Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, it'll happen. It'll happen. Freddie Prince Jr. and Sam Witwer, two alums of the animated Star Wars universe, will host DC Universe All-Star Games for the DC Universe streaming platform. Described as an antho- anthological and unscripted gaming miniseries, the five-part program, quote, brings famous DC fans together to play a variety of games in the increasingly popular gaming show genre, unquote. That's from the press release. Uh, Claire Grant, 
Vanessa Marshall, Xavier Woods joined Prince Jr. and Whitwer in a campaign set within DC Heroes, a post-crisis on Infinite Earths RPG game from the mid-80s. Quote, five participants role-play as a group of high schoolers stuck in Saturday detention, continues the release, as they improv their way through a variety of situations familiar to fans of beloved movies from the time period, they soon discovered their destinies as the world's greatest superheroes, unquote. Uh, DC Heroes was the first RPG I ever played as a kid, and it was my introduction to the DC Universe, its heroes, and most importantly, its rich pool of villains, that's uh, Prince said in a statement. Uh, directed by John Lee Brody, the first episode of DC Universe All-Star Games debuts on DC Universe Friday, fe February 28th. Uh, new episodes follow every Friday. The thing I remember about that game is that there were, I think I think that's where it came from. I think there were guidebooks to that game that did things like say where Gotham was, like put it on a map on the United States. No. Uh yeah. Will you stop <laughs> audioing his ba his bag crinkles? Jesus Christ! Wow. His rust. I was audioing his bag crinkles. <laughs> that's my the that's, goodness. That's the name of it. <laughs> it's the Art of Noise cover band. <laughs> Thank you. I saw your eyes oh, looking yeah. over, getting I ready to put, say it. it. Will 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 he bite? Will he bite? Will he bite? Is I he looking? Of course he will. This guy bites <laughs> at everything. See, I would have said it was a Ziggy Stardust cover band. Hmm. Mm. No, it's better. Oh. Art of Noise is a little more esoteric. Yeah. All right. Jeff? What? Stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I try the cover band thing about once a year. And if it hits, I'm happy. And if it doesn't, I'm like, well, you know, 365 days to go. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna try to compete. Even a broken clock, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, DC Universe streaming service is getting in on the RPG live. Thing. Okay, so this is tabletop. Uh, it's uh, it's it's, it's more critical role. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. That, but I mean, it's a tabletop game because my brain was actually in some kind of video game thing. Yeah, this and is I this was, is the but this DC is like RPG a, that okay. came out in the eighties. That yeah, actually you're too busy crinkling the bag. You no, know, get a kid and the bag crinkles. Hear him say that that's what it what? was. <laughs> <laughs> and he got really excited about his joke. And um, yeah, I okay. I I just I heard high school kids, and I'm like, really. I know, I know. I guess they're doing the Dungeons and Dragons ride kind of thing from mm -hmm. the cartoon. Right. This is how we get you in the DC universe. You're starting in detention. Mm. Magic. Yeah. All right. I bet it's a Breakfast Club riff. Oh. Oh. Wow. There you're you go. You're probably right. He he is. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I but of course you have to subscribe to DC Universe to watch it. There you go, Matt. Oh yep, yep, yep. I didn't. I I did. We talk about DC Universe because, like, when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, we talked all about it. Boy, about it's Swamp right there Thing. on the on the crazy person yeah, serial killer <laughs> chart that we've been yeah. constructing on the wall here. Oh, man, we I, talked I, about the rise of Swamp Thing, the fall of Swamp oh, Thing. Oh my yeah. god, I blanked that all out, and I got pissed. It was episode, right? Well, I didn't mean episode? to blank it out. <laughs> well. <laughs> not you. Um, no, I, when I was going through Walmart the other day, I saw Swamp Thing, the series, on DVD. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can just get it and watch it. It's one episode? Uh, no, it's, it's one episode. No, it's all the episodes, Aww. but there's no goddamn special features on it. What's the goddamn oh. point? DVD. 
I thought you were going to say it was the one from like I, the uh, the aughts or whatever they did. When, when the, the, that's fine. Yeah. That has special features. This one does Adrian not. Adrienne Barbeau is a very special feature. She has two special features. Yeah. Oh, that was sexist. No, it's no. there's an interview and a behind-the-scenes feature. What are oh, you thinking? Okay. I, uh, I am thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, what was her name? Adrienne Barbeau? Barbeau. Oh, Barbeau. Um, <laughs> what? You really need to Google that? I'm right? Googling for God, research purposes. Such <laughs> He is such a remember that we're so much older. I, than him. you know what, Matt, I just aged. Before you go too far, don't forget, someone's watching, someone's listening. Yeah, yeah, uh, she's not threatened. Oh yeah, I remember this. I remember her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was more thinking about Jake. Watching. Adrian Barbeau. Oh, oh, Jake, that's right. Adrian Barbeau can rest well tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Matt remembers her. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> so, so the masturbation, that, I forgot. Since yeah. you're saying we have our very own ceiling cat, is that what you're trying yes. to say? Okay. Uh, and his name is Jake. All right. Jake. Yep. Okay. When, whenever you masturbate, Matt, the monkeys watch you masturbate. Mm, okay. That, you know, it's. Uh, I remember posting that the uh, other week and. It's like, oh, you're all going to be thinking of Jake differently after this one. And he's like, oh, God. And I'm like, no, no, trust me, dude. You're going to love this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Cannonball Run. That's right. I remember now. I remember That's what you remember from he, Cannonball he's not, Run? He's not even going to Swamp Thring. The Swamp, swamp Thring. Thring. Swamp Thring. Thring. <laughs> that's, the, um, that's the unproduced sequel. They didn't They didn't run reruns of Maud in Canada. You know, she was in an off-Broadway play where the cast was completely nude. Do I believe him? I don't know if I and, believe him yet. Uh, <laughs> ah! Yeah, my mastery of uh, getting my uh, my fake... My fake story voice, like <laughs> fake my real news. story voice. Yeah. Fake news. No, this is true. Um, it was an uh -huh. off-Broadway play. Everyone is totally naked. It was Except really her, right? And no, oh. she was. And uh, they even did publicity pictures. This is back in the days of old Calcutta and the whole. Jeff, uh, look up uh, Adrian Barbeau oh, publicity on pictures. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's like already on it. Already well, on you, it. you know what? You know what's really weird about about all that. Um, she was in the Broadway, uh, the original Broadway cast, A Fiddler on the Roof, with Bette Midler and Pia Zadora. Oh. They were the daughters. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was Liesl? Uh, she was, yeah, the oldest one. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, I, I, you know, all I remember is Chava yeah. is the young one. And, and I have no idea why. <laughs> But um, but yeah, uh, she did a lot of Broadway stuff before she moved in the, but well before Maud. Maud's basically what uh, the propeller swamp. And then there's Maud. Yeah. Well, yeah. That. Well, this is the first time I've been interested in Pinterest. <laughs> 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 Pinterest has a whole area for you there. Oh no! It, 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 it just it, keeps it rotated, <laughs> Andy. It rotated every time. You no, move it, it's, it just that's rotates. the way the picture is. No, like no. every time you moved your phone, it would oh. rotate. And all we saw was the rotation. Well, we you can actually see the picture. You haven't. Yeah, there are others. There are others. DC Comics is releasing Green Lantern 80th Anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular Number One. That's fake, Matt. Don't so, look at what? that. I know. Green Lantern <laughs> first made his debut in 1940 is in All American Publications, All American Comics Number 16. But he wasn't Al Jordan, the most popular modern. Alan Lantern. Scott. Yeah. Instead, that historic issue written by Bill Finger, illustrated by Martin Nodell. I love the name Finger. 
Alan Scott. Fingers, one of the guy that one of the guys that created Joker. Yeah. Uh, railroad engineer Alan Scott. Uh, all, yes. All American would eventually merge with another publisher to form DC Comics. And what the over, hell? Over the years, DC dreamed up many Green Lanterns. Aside from Hal and Alan, others wearing the ring, taking on the oath, include John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rainier, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz. The entire Dork. Yeah. The, the entire Chip. Lander Corps from the first to the last more galactic favorites will be found in this special commemorative issue, which is hitting comic shops May 20th, 2020. Along the comic book scribes lending their imagination to the spectacular will be Jeff Johns, Daryl Banks, Charlotte Fullerton, McDuffie, uh, Cena Grace, and Mike Grell, among many others. Uh, there will also be eight additional covers featuring eight decades worth of lanterns because comics. Um, one of the things oh, I sorry. like about lanterns... No, that was a good little hit at the end of that sentence. It was perfect. Sorry. It is it is one of the weirder weaknesses, you know, the uh, his uh, weakness to yellow. Yes, which you think is lame until you hear about Alan Scott's weakness, which was wood. <laughs> wood. <laughs> I'm so glad you went there. Thank you. I appreciate. Of course it. He I'm here for you. Look at him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was the the original Green Lantern. It was oh, it was so funny too, because like his costume was had red and purple as well as green, and it was a bit audacious. And he had a big ass cape, and his ring wasn't even an original ring. He found the lantern and he carved a piece of metal off it and made a ring so he didn't have to carry around the lantern when he wanted to use the power. And it was just sort of like, wow. It, it, for some reason, they didn't, they didn't want to call him Green Ring. So, I'm sorry, Green Thring. But how, how, so, how many rings do you think you could carve off of that lantern? I don't know. That's, and and, and do that's, you, uh, that's some sellable power. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the old lantern whittler. <laughs> K was a Green Lantern. There was officially? No, not officially. Oh. Yeah, it's just funny that, yeah, funny that you bring that up. Yeah. I just... Uh, I've never seen the original picture. You've only shown ever shown me pictures on your phone. That's true. Of the original picture. Well, it's the original is, picture. Tell everyone about the picture. It's it's a it's an Alex Ross original. Yep. Of me as Guy Gardner, uh, with uh, Cindy Crawford as Fire and Michelle Pfeiffer as Ice. An and original Alex Ross. Yes. Art before piece he of was you as Green Lantern. Yes. Before he was famous, I worked uh, in a comic book store with Steve Darnall. And Steve and Alex were friends, and uh, they collaborated on the Uncle Sam comic that Alex did after, uh, after Marvel's. Steve was a big fan of Elongated Man, and in fact, Steve and his wife Meg identified with Ralph and Sue Dibney. Dibney? Digney? I'm yeah. sorry. Dibney. 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 Uh, for Knowing where that went, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, actually, there, there's a story there, too. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, so Alex had done a painting of them. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, Alex, could you do one of me? Could you do one of me? And he was like, whoa, what do you want? And I was like, Alan Gardner. Uh, Alan Gardner. Good guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a fusion of the lanterns. Yeah, That's Guy like, Gardner. Oh, wow. Isn't Alan Gardner a writer? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But, uh, but yeah, Guy Gardner, Guy Gardner. And so... He you took, asked to be Guy Gardner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What were well, you smoking? That was that was back when 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 Guy was at his worst, but was handled very satirically and always got his comeuppance. 
which was the thing I loved about it, especially like in Justice League International. In, days. in Justice League International with uh, Giffen, DiMatteis, um, it, it, it was it was perfect. Back then, that was that was perfectly done. I thought it was very right. well done. But um, so I really enjoyed I really enjoyed that, and uh, so he did that he did that up for me. Um, it's really funny <clears throat> because I've got that picture and I put it away because uh, it's slowly starting to come up from the foam core that he. Uh, Why don't you have it pressed on. and framed to preserve it? I need to, but you know I need the money to do that. He also. When he was like bored, this is when he was working. I can just see you like you put, you have the, the the picture here and the oh and there's Eddie. So that's the picture. Oh, psh, yeah, like all over. <laughs> that's the, why you never bring it out. Yeah. You but, don't want, but okay, but I, Andy, it makes sense. Now. Andy was like Celestia did not believe that I had an Alex Ross original of myself, and so literally just before we started the podcast, I had actually put it up on Facebook and tag Celestia. The whole one? Because all I've ever seen yeah. is you. I've never seen the two side characters. Yeah, I did. This one has is the whole picture oh, okay. of the whole thing. I, I, I don't normally put the whole thing up because, you know, by today's standards, it is really unacceptable, even though it's funny because Guy Gardner gets his comeuppance. But as we're learning, comeuppance don't mean nothing anymore. It's just, you know. So, um, but, uh, yeah, Alex... It, when they did the Sue Dibney story and he had heard about what they were going to be doing, um, he actually he actually did warn Steve. He, he uh, called him up and he was wow. just like, uh, there's a new thing coming out. It's going to be very Ralph and Sue focused, but you're going to want to be ready for it. And, and you know, so. It was, wow. Yeah. Mm. It was kind of, the whole thing was just. But anyway, um, yeah. So yeah, I have that. I have that picture, and it's I a tell hell of a treasure, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I along with it at the ad agency he was working with, because before he moved into comics, before he got his Marvel proposal through, Alex was doing storyboards at an ad, uh, Chicago ad agency, and um, uh, he he was bored one day, and he actually did the the infamous uh, Danny DeVito is Wolverine poster mock up. And it's funny because I had the original of that. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Because my comic book store uh, that I was manager of, when I left, I took it. And <laughs> and somebody was like, oh, Alex Kirsten took the Wolverine because we had that hanging up. And so he made up a new one for them. But it was really funny because he had that. And he actually, when they did an Art of Alex Ross book, that was in there. But he actually commented to me years later about the only thing he's done that he actually hasn't been able to put into a book or put out there for people to see is my picture. Oh, wow. Because he made it and he gave it to me. And, you know, this is back in the days before computers and all that. Although I understand that Alex is quite the Luddite. So, uh, and if you're not familiar you know. with Alex Ross's work, he does beautifully lifelike paintings. Yes. Of some of his best stuff, Marvels, as you mentioned. Right, referred to as the Norman Rockwell of uh, superheroes and comics. Yes. And, uh, and, and he has become enough of a pop culture standard that now if you were to see one of his pieces, you would be like, oh, that's who they're talking about. Yeah. Have you he, ever considered getting in touch with his representation to say, if you want to make a copy of the original, I will give it to you on consignment? 
provided I get it back? Uh, or are you just worried that you wouldn't get it back? No. Oh, no. I, I think I'd get it back. But I just I just haven't thought of it. It's kind of funny. Just get a high-risk scan of it and send it to him. There was a time when Alex loved Vegas, and he would come out here frequently. And uh, um, In fact, I met uh, Paul Dini um, one time when they all, That's when they cool. all came out. Mm. I, I sort of fell into this, you know, eh, if I see Alex, I'll blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he hasn't come back in a long time because he's family and he's busy doing covers. So so Alan Gardner is a uh, um, uh, <laughs> the star of a show called The Autistic Gardener and a British, it's a British documentary TV series. He's not a uh, writer. <laughs> How long are you sitting on that? I, I, I'm so glad we got that cleared Woo. up. <laughs> I know. It's killing, Andy is that penny you. on the, the railroad track that they think is going to make this really cool squashed penny, and it actually derails the train. <laughs> I got a bunch that, of squashed pennies. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's the penny that is on the top of a nail head that somebody nailed into the floor, and you, <laughs> you just can't pick it up. and But you can't not look at I'll it. I'll take it. Yeah. Kind of a side note, my grandfather, my, my mother's my father, was uh, worked on the railroad, and he told me once that uh, that's like super, super dangerous. It's like when you put those pennies on there, that force, it squirts them out. So if you ever see, yeah, it squirts them out like a freaking bullet. Oh, it, it's yeah. the word squirt that's kind of putting me yeah. off. Shoots, shoots them out like a bullet? Yeah, that makes like sense. That better? No. Uh, unless squirt, it liquefies like them, maybe it does squirt. A lot of times wow. you'll see like telephone wow. poles. Or, he drove Andy away from the table. Or light poles that are next to the train tracks. You'll find those embedded pennies in All right. there. But not Is liquefied. It, uh, well, misshapen. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. But yeah. Apparently, uh, people have been injured by those. At least that was according to my granddad. Of course, it's going to be, you know, grandfather telling your very young, <laughs> young grandson stories to. Let me to tell entertain. you about the time I was squirting on the railroad. <laughs> I was squirting on the railroad all the long, too long. <laughs> Toot toot. <laughs> toot toot. I was squirting on the railroad. Toot toot. <laughs> Till it shot me in the eye. I think Andy actually went upstairs to get his squashed I, I pennies. I think he did, yeah. To show and tell on the episode. <laughs> you were kidding. You have a lot of them. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Call Bolton on your grandfather. <laughs> wow. Uh, those aren't liquefied, Jeff. <laughs> I never said they these? were liquefied. I said they shot out. I don't know. This kind of looks said they liquefied. You squirted out. Squirted out, shot out. What this, do you want to... this looks like the end of a few squirts I've seen, <laughs> actually, the... You know, if you hold it up against the wall and kind of. So these are pennies that were actually quarters, flattened. And quarters, pennies, nickels. There's all on railroads. Yep. Look at it. This quarter actually yeah. actually these, fought. Yeah. To that survive. One in there. Yeah. These are not pressed pennies that you get at oh, your local tourist crushed. gig, where you turn the crank and squash your own. Yeah. Or squirt your own. Well, some cr- call you know, squirting after you crank. <laughs> turn the crank and squirt. So when I worked at the newspaper, the railroad tracks went right through the parking lot, and sometimes we get stuck behind the train, waiting to get into the office because <laughs> the train is blocking us off. So, so that's what you do to pass the time. Sometimes waiting for the they train. turn the crank, and and you never saw one shoot out, huh? You never saw one shoot out. <laughs> I have I have been told that that will happen too, though. I, wait, wait, wait! Did you ever see one squirt out? I never saw one squirt okay. out, but the but the railroad people did tell me that was a possibility. 
might call this episode well, wait, Did they tell you that as you were like laying coins on the track? <laughs> no. <laughs> actually, was, I was working on a story for the other railroad people. <clears throat> uh, other? About, yeah, I was actually working a story where I, I sat in a, in a railroad uh, locomotive all day going back and forth across the strip uh, while the cops pulled people over for running through the uh, uh, the railroad crossing. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, paper thin that sucker is. That is. This is this. I mean, you could get... Well, can you call it a paper cut when you're cut by a flattened piece of coin? Mm. Razor uh, cut, razor cut. Mm. Yeah, you could, you could, you could odd job somebody. Of all the thinner. stupid things down, I knew exactly where these were. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. But you did. You you marched off with he a purpose. Did. There was yeah. there was stuff behind that. I'm going to get my coins. He's going to turn the crank and when you found him, you you squirted a bit. You're like, oh, I got him. There you go. And you came down to show us all of the. Uh, no. That, that <laughs> hunks of metal. <laughs> look at him. Look at That's it fondly. Hap- hey, yeah, there's some happy I memories. I haven't, I haven't looked at these in a while. <laughs> he's like cool. a pneumonologist with wheat pennies. <laughs> <laughs> I got some of those or, too. Or, you know, a 13-year-old after he's squirted. squirted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. It's the gum that goes squirt. Is it, is <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> turn the crank. On the, the road again. On the rail again. Cranking out flattened pennies, baby. There you go. Squirt away. Ba-ding, ba-ding. <laughs> Hitting that telephone pole. Ba-ding, ba-ding, ba-ding. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't see Steve having to pull over on this one. No, you thought <laughs> think so? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably groaning his way through. Oh, oh, oh. One squirting hole. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> there you go, there, Steve's O face. There's an opera in that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a, quite an opera. I want to see the succession. Steve's O face. Yeah, a bunch of O faces. Take a, take a. I got. You're squishing my head. You're squishing my head. You're, you're trying to. What is is, is the reflective part? Is it a mirror? My hair's off. Photo ready uh, yeah, car. I know. I know. I'm just playing. I know, but I have no idea what you're talking about. Neither do the monkeys. Please yeah. go on. Jeff was signaling me that I need to take the the episode picture, but he was doing he was doing like a camera shot oh. thing, so it looked like he was squishing my head. Oh, okay. And then he held up his phone, which and has crushing your head exactly. <laughs> Re- then referring then, to a comedy routine from Kids in the Hall from 30 years ago. <laughs> that's that, right. Nobody's home. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody's yeah, home. Yeah, Andy's right. I shouldn't go in for that obscure humor yeah. shit. <laughs> My pen. Yeah, got my pen. That's just that's my favorite one. That you've got my pen. <laughs> chases him for <laughs> like ten minutes. Yeah, but he thinks he's like, what is he doing with my pen? You've got my him? pen. I'm pretty sure kids and all is out there to watch it. It's worth watching. It is worth watching. Yeah, yeah. I think my my favorite one was the Doors fan. My favorite one and was the Hecubus. Uh, <laughs> was the uh, the the Islanders who was one of them who was who not, had not uh, made it through the uh, manhood ceremony, and it was in his thirties. I don't think I know oh, that one. Yeah. Wow, Andy. Wow. He's like, I, I, I feel like I got a good chance to get the competition. And you know, the, the, the week, my chance is pretty weak this year. He goes the competition is in general thirteen. You know. <laughs> oh, look, there's some news. You don't give a shit about? No, no. no. In fact, this next one, I give huge shits. Like big, many, chunky, many shits. <laughs> corn-filled 
I'm going too far. Once upon a time in Hollywood, actor Margaret Qualley is set to star in A Head Full of Ghosts. Head Full of Ghosts. The I don't know fe- that one. feature adaptation of Paul Tremblay's Bram Stoker award-winning horror novel. Hmm. Writing and directing the film is Scott Cooper, the filmmaker behind Jeff Bridges' Oscar-winning 2009 film Crazy Heart. The 2015 Donnie Depp mob thriller Black Mass and the forthcoming Guillermo del Toro horror flick Antlers. A Head Full of Ghosts is the tale of eight-year-old Meredith, Mary Barrett, uh, Barrett, who watches her older sister develop schizophrenia, which morphs into a terrifying demonic possession that tears the family apart as the nation watches through a reality television show. Whoa. Now in her 20s, Mary relates her traumatic past to Rachel Neville, a journalist haunted by a similar affliction this book huh. introduced to me by shock monkey elizabeth is the best horror novel i've read in the last 10 years whoa it does sound interesting it paul trembley as quickly jumped up to one of my favorite horror authors hands down his his books pull no punches and are genuinely disturbing in almost a spiritual way Mm, interesting. So, and this is his debut novel and masterfully put together. It'll be interesting to see how they put this together because especially with the reality show angle that this has. Right. And one thing I love about Tremblay Books overall is he's very good at the ending where you're not quite, you think you know where what happened, but you're not quite sure. He's really okay. good at the great nebulous ending. Hmm. All right. So I'm very curious as to how this one plays out. I'm intrigued. And normally we don't do casting news, because uh, usually I find casting boring. We know the movie's coming out. We usually know where the stars are, so the undercurrent things, uh, we you find out eventually. Yeah, and then a lot of times they get changed after, sure. <laughs> after but, you read it originally. But this one, damn. Okay. Okay. Showrunner Kevin Smith revealed his cast list for Masters of the Universe, Revelation okay. coming to Netflix. Mark Hamill is going to voice Skeletor. Interesting. Mm. While Game of Thrones' Lena Headey is Hed- going to be Evil Lynn. Headley. <laughs> On the <laughs> side of the heroes is Prince Adam He-Man, uh, who's uh, being played by Chris Wood from Supergirl. Uh, Tila is going to be played by Sarah Michelle Gellar from Buffy. And Man at Arms will be Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones. Nice. Even a few of Smith's favorites, like uh, his Jay and Silent Bob co-star Jason Mewes and his daughter Harley Quinn Smith make appearances. Sure, there's tons more. Henry Rollins, original Skeletor Alan Oppenheimer, Stephen Root, Diedrich Bader, Griffin Newman, Tiffany Smith, Susan Eisenberg, Alicia Silverstone, Justin Long, Jason Mewes, Tony Todd, Cree Summer, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson's, and Kevin Conroy, all-star goddamn voice cast. That's pretty nice. amazing. I, I, you know what? I'll admit, I, I've, I've always been tepid with He-Man. Right. I, I find it interesting and colorful, but I've never been grabbed by the storylines. That's, I think, it's a good way of putting it. Um, and so when I thought that Kevin Smith was doing this new anniversary, I'm a fan of Kevin Smith, so I was like, I'll probably give it a shot, but I'm really not excited. This list. Turns that all around. Snooty booches, he man. <laughs> Which, by the way, I actually did finally get to see uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes, it ended up being better than I thought it was going to be because I was. It started off, I was like, okay, I see where this is going. It's just you know him reuniting with all of his friends and it's having a time. Yeah, 
but it uh, it actually and it wound up being better than I thought it was going to be, and uh, it it's uh, it's got it's touching moments. It's actually a lot of fun. I I, I was fingering the Blu-ray. Pardon? Considering, <laughs> considering getting it um, before or after you turn the crank. I think the only reason I wouldn't get the Blu-ray. I, Actually, I think it does actually have extras on it. Never mind. It does have extras. Because there is a version. I wouldn't consider version. it if it didn't swap Are there Adrian Barbeau level extras? I don't know. Right. Is there at least two? Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I think I originally saw the Blu-ray and it didn't have any listings, but then when they updated the listings, it had extras on it. Right. So Yeah. Um, no, the one and I at saw one had. point, it was only 10 bucks on Amazon for the Blu-ray. No. So I don't know if it's still on sale, but it's worth checking into. Something to watch. It's worth a watch. Uh, and we'll do one more piece of news. Uh, one Piece, the pirate manga from writer-artist uh, Ikiro Oda uh, about the supernaturally rubbery monkey D. Luffy and his crew is getting a first-ever live-action adaptation at Netflix with a 10-episode first season already greenlit, though the long-running series is approaching 1,000 chapters of manga since it was beginning in 1997. As for... Where everything will begin, the last word on the actual narrative for you One Piece people was that it would start with the early days of the East Blue arc, though plenty could have changed since this plan back in 2017. That said, with so much content to go through, if the show ends up being a hit, we could stick around for a long time with all that story. So One Piece's live-action debut does not yet have a release date. One Piece, the pirate manga and anime that I know Andy has watched and enjoyed. I have not. Oh, no? No. no. <laughs> that was two piece. No, one piece. <laughs> that was uh, 100 metal pieces. That's what it was. Uh, All right. So this is the point. This is the part where we say, if you have not seen Birds of Prey and do not want it spoiled. Then fuck off. Yep. Uh, here there be spoilers. So, Bye, Felicia, Matt. So you have now been warned. <laughs> so here going forward, gentlemen, let's talk about... Birds of Prey. I liked it. I did too. I was, I felt so powerful as a woman when I walked out mm-hmm. of that movie. <laughs> I menstruated. I really did. <laughs> it, it was so exciting. What I love so much about it is that at no point in that movie did Harley Quinn stop being a villain. Yeah, this is true. She was a bad guy from beginning to end, and it was a proper Harley Quinn movie. Well, she even says, she's like, you make me want to be a less terrible person, yeah. but she never says, stop being a terrible person. <laughs> so glorious, glorious. It's it's the beautiful chaos that I want from a Harley Quinn film. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, nonstop, colorful, bright explosion of narrator that goes all over the place. I did like how they kept doing the, I should probably take you back to the, where they were doing the flashbacks, but it's her narrating the whole story and in her crazy disjointed brain saying, oh yeah, I should probably fill in this blank and then going back and telling the backstory of the character. Because at first you're like looking at it going, I don't know anything about this character. Why is this character on screen right now? And then she calls herself out on it and says, whoops, I should probably tell you about. And as I said, we were talking about it last week. I really love the bit where she just, she's, Trout waka waka, and then she'll stop and psychoanalyze somebody. Oh, that is was so friggin' brilliant. Because mm-hmm. she, yeah, she would just get stoic and just just lay out the psychobabble, mm-hmm. and just completely put the put the per, where the person is psychologically in a few sentences, and then go on. Mm-hmm. Yep, glorious. Go back to being crazy. Yes. So yeah, uh, again, 
you, you know you've enjoyed a movie when it's over and you say, yes, I want more of these. And I do. I want more of these. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, whether it happened or not, who knows? Harley Quinn will always be a popular character. We'll get her in some way or another. But I do really like uh, Margot Robbie's portrayal. Yeah, yeah her. Yeah. I love the like, subtle setup of things, too, like where she's going through her old breakup montage. And at some point you see she's enjoying a roller derby team for a while, yeah. which sets up that whole roller skating sequence in the end. Yes. When did she have time for a shoe change? I, love <laughs> that. I was, was sitting funny. there. I that mean, that funny. literally that literally went through my mind the instant that the, uh, the that Black Canary says, "When did she have time for a shoe change?" Because she's literally in flats one second, and then they go back, and she's wearing roller skates. I mean, uh, yeah, Margot Robbie's portrayal of uh, Harley Quinn is. It definitely epitomizes the core of the character with her own particular personality and take on the character. So it definitely does justice to the interpretation. Um, nice uh, nice stretch for uh, Neil McGregor, too. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I missed that he was in this movie. Yeah. yeah. So when all of a sudden he leans down in that first scene, I'm like, oh, shit, he's in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I went back and watched a few like commercials to see if... He's in there. He's in like one of them. So they really downplayed his involvement in this. And he's glorious. I remember the announcement, but that's it. Yeah. I missed that he was going to be in it, and he was so good at playing Black Mask. It took me a couple minutes to go, wait, wait, that's, uh, oh. (laughs) Talk about another character that, you know, teeters on the brink brink of insanity Mm -hmm. where he's just like, he's kind of calm and, and, you know, happy-go-lucky one minute and then goes into this freaking rage where he's just... He is a good villain. Yeah. Isn't he, though? I, I mean, Black Mask, yes, but even more so, Ewan McGregor right. playing that I role. I want to see him in more villain roles. Absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I thought the cast did a great job. Um, Rosie Perez. Rosie Perez. It was so glorious to see Montoya on the screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic. I've always liked uh, her as the question. I even like her even more when they were doing uh, Gotham City PD, the comic book that was the street-level Hill Street Blues of Gotham City, basically. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Renee Montoya yes. male in the comics, so they did gender swap for this no. movie? No. No? No. no. no, there was another question in earlier Okay, DC. The question was male. The question, yeah, I know. Renee but... Montoya was... Uh... And was Montoya... The question is... Uh, another uh, animated series original? Or was Montoya in the comics? First? I would have to look that one up. Honestly, I, don't I think know. I think Montoya might have been created for the uh, animated series. I thought I thought I thought she was, yeah. No. And now at the end of it, uh, Dini and Dini got credit for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. There is a bit of a stinger if you want to stick around for it in the end yeah. of the credits. That was funny too. He's <laughs> like, "Let me tell you a little secret." Blank. <laughs> um, yeah, Andy and I were. We're the only ones left in the theater at that point. Yep, I was too. Um, I was kind of surprised because I was sitting there going, I'm like, come on. Everybody knows it's a superhero movie. There's going to be a stinger. And uh, I, I definitely liked what they did with it, just kind of making it. I mean, it was small. If, if, but it's I mean, it's it not was, huge. It's just one little joke. Sure, but it was definitely in line with the setup of the character yeah. and mm-hmm. something that, that Harley would do. I, uh, <clears throat> If I ever make it big in movies... I think I'm going to start just running the credits and like the last fight scene, just have them off to the side running. So, you know, it's like people are going to be forced to be sit through to the end of the credits, whether they like it or not. Mm. I think that'll go over real well. Yeah. I was uh, very impressed with the complete lack of Joker or Batman in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. That Referenced, they, they but not shown. Way. It was pretty cool. Nary a Bruce Wayne. No, except for the hyena. Except for the hyena. <laughs> yeah, the hyena was no fun. wonder he can't tell us apart. Uh, shoot, I lost my tra- I had something I was going to say. I, I, I like the set for the the the, 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 the set, the, especially the sets at the end, the the pier, the... the Even the worst movies, if there is a funhouse set, yes. automatically gets bonus points. <laughs> I love movies that take place in fun houses that fun house set was beautifully designed too mm-hmm. i mean you have the the teeter-totter uh, bridges i don't know what else to call them because i i haven't seen any of those since i was a little kid in fun houses i don't know if they just don't do them anymore yeah probably where you like that tits you, open. you should watch when jamie took the cute little otter okay to the jungle fun fun house because it's it has them Thank you again, Jamie, for doing that because that was really awesome. Aww. I still love it. Thank you. But yeah, it, that that set was was pretty amazing. I mean, starting with the slide from her her little hideout spot at the top, that was pretty cool. There was a lot of just surprise. I can't believe what I'm looking at moments yeah. in this thing. A la Deadpool taking advantage sure. of the the rated R shock factor of mm-hmm. the violence. Really, what it comes down mm. to. Uh, the fight scenes, a lot of fun colorful over the top <laughs> yeah um just the movie was an expression of violent joy and yeah. so i just left the theater saying i really had a good time yeah i left the theater just really wanting to be violent mm. yeah in a happy did way you? yeah yeah he punched me yeah <laughs> there were a couple <laughs> moments too no when joker. she does the head the down like big toothy oh, yeah. smile that i thought that was definitely like a right out of the comics Joker smile. Mm. I mean, just like the big full on with the red lips and the white teeth. It was just like, oh, my God, she looks just like the Joker right now. Mr. J. Yeah. And I like the rest of the Birds of Prey, too. They were all yeah. delightfully well used. I didn't mind the uh, the weird interpretation of Black Canary. I had no grip on what was her name? Huntress. No, Huntress, I knew. No, okay. Cassandra Kane. Uh, Cassandra Kane. I had no grip no. on that, so I wasn't offended by how little it was like Cassandra Kane yeah, in the I comics. Mean, you know, in the in the comics, she's an orphan, but she's also a master of like martial arts. So it's not like because of where they made her so young in this. I mean, she is also a kid in the comics too, if I recall. But uh, they kind of showed her like what at the would be, I guess, at the beginning of her storyline. So you know, her being a uh, you know, street kid, klepto, you know, pickpocket. Mm-hmm. Makes sense that they could go forward with that. So the movie was a remake of Snatch. Uh, no. <laughs> it had a lot of Snatch. Oh, oh, well. And <laughs> Andy gives me a nice disapproving look. <laughs> How dare you? Wonderful female empowerment. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, feminism. It was uh, the, that was the thing that I I enjoyed about it actually too because there was a lot of uh, call it girlfriend moments like getting over the breakup and and sort of uh, uh, making your way through through the emotional turmoil of stuff like that and and discovering yourself and it was it was kind of neat because I think it you know. Th- you you can walk a line into falling into just you know kind of cheese, or a a pandering you know gesture type of thing, and I think that it was integrated and a part of the story uh, 
really nicely done. So I just I I, I you know I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed Harley's little journey through all of that. Really, I didn't. Uh, as a side note, uh, didn't even recognize uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as uh, as Huntress. Really, it was it was not until not until later on. It wasn't wasn't until later on that I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's yeah. her. You know, they, uh, the Scott Pilgrim chick. So yep. this thing stomped all over the Bechtel test too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you kind of had to. Yeah. Well, there was a hyena involved. All right. Yeah. Glorious glitter bullets. Oh, I love, I love it. That. Oh my the God. whole the <laughs> yeah, whole the, sequence in the cut yeah, yeah, where yeah, they're yeah. coming into the cops with the you don't know what the next bullet's going to be. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. It was really funny. The pitch meeting, the pitch meeting, uh, actually got had fun with that scene <clears throat> and also the uh, the funhouse scene. It was sort of like did the did the did the cops have guns? Oh yes, of course they did. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You know, did they use them? No. Oh, okay. All right. You know, and then like, all right. So, all the people went into the fun house with with no guns, just swords and clubs. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost a whole unreliable narrator kind of movie. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, and, and that was same with the Joker. I mean, you don't know what really happened because it's from her point of view, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I will say if I had any disappointment in it, it would be uh, the ending of Black Mask, the the the, gr- the grenade ending. That oh. although the explosion was satisfying, yeah, don't get me wrong, it fit in with the narrative. It it did, but I didn't want it to be over that quick. <laughs> oh yeah, you wanted to see the character again, right? I, I, I just, I wanted to see it a little more drawn out. I mean, it was already, I mean, it was a long fight already getting up to that point. Right. But I guess I was just having so much fun that when it, the grenade ending happened, I was like, oh, this, that, that just felt too easy. <laughs> I had to pee, so I missed it. I just. Did you? I, I was, it, I was at that point of, I gotta go. I gotta go. This is going to happen one way or other, so I better leave the room. And then I came back, and Andy's like, "Yeah, baby, a grenade, and I killed him." I was like, "Yeah, okay." But uh, but yeah, but like I said, the whole thing was just a, for the most part, no real heroes. No. When it comes down, to, I mean, argument could be made for Montoya, per perhaps Canary. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Huntress. I think once she finished her mission, that's where they kind of shows that establishment at the end establishing shots of them fighting injustice and she calls them the what the stupid do-gooders or whatever <laughs> something like that or as i like to call it they call themselves the birds of prey or as i like to call them well that there was a heroic cassandra yeah. came passing the diamond uh, yeah. that was very heroic yeah but uh but yeah get the strainer or colander <laughs> she said or the colander, colander didn't <laughs> you yep. oh my god that was hilarious <laughs> and 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 duct taping her to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm one of the people that have gone on record by saying that I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I understand yeah. people's problems with it. Right. Oh yeah, we we uh, liked it too. And, but there you know. go. But enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. But this was hands down a better movie through and through. It was a much better film. Absolutely. Uh, you you did or did not see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I still have not seen. It. Okay. Because because okay. Margot Robbie and that is completely a different direction oh, sure. and is amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, but but now she's going back in the same direction. Because apparently she's producing and probably starring in Tank Girl. Oh, that's right. That is right. She is. Yeah, that uh, that's the back in that. other thing that um, uh, Andy just brought up is I'm actually uh, kind of respecting her as a producer because choices being made and uh, the result. Uh, there's some there there's good stuff coming out. Of this what is she's a brave doing. movie. Yeah, this was this is brave of Warner DC to do. Them making a hail pat, they're making their money back. It's probably not the hit they wanted it to yeah, be, that, but it's I, making I've, money. I've heard yeah. the the. Uh, I heard the comments about the money and coming back and everything. I don't know what you said. Yeah, <laughs> money, not making enough. You know what? I don't know what you said, but girls. I do. You it's know, all it's, girls because it's not gonna make money. So it's it's making money, but not hands over fist. Yeah, I know, and that's disappointing. Uh, but they, to my understanding, they still have not ruled out a sequel. So, cool. Oh hell no, no sequel. No, no. It better be all men. It better be you. Highly qualified white woman. Dudes of prey. Dudes of prey. Yeah, Hawkman and 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 Red Raven and Angel. I wouldn't mind seeing another Harley Quinn movie. I if, would love to if she could, if yes. she could keep the the the, the tone and the the, the batshit sheer, craziness yeah, the, of it, their sheer the sheer craziness interspersed with the little moments of going into her psychologist background. I I would I think I would definitely enjoy a, a movie with more of that in it. Now I would say, of course, because it's different companies, it couldn't happen. But apparently, anything can happen these days. Can you, can you imagine if they actually, you know, signed the peace treaties enough to pull together a uh, Deadpool and uh, Harley Quinn movie? My dick would explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about locomotive squirt. <laughs> what did you think? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. You, you had an opportunity there. You said, what's your locomotive squirt? Write to us. Yeah, really. <laughs> You're right. I completely dropped the ball on that, Matt. <laughs> Uh, why, why why don't you say that again with a lot more enthusiasm? No. <laughs> and until next week, I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Train squirting K. <laughs> Fact check Eddie. Maple Leaf Matt. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. Except well, for you. Andy won't. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Two That's okay. Months. We'll get pictures of we'll, him wandering around a forest going, where is everybody? We'll get a temporary we gonna, permanent guest. I thought we were going to meet here. Guest star for you. I'll fill, be in the goddamn the, snow. The we are? You poor bastard. <laughs> what? Are you going to return with like a, a, like a fucking to-do list? Like he's going to return with like a, a belly-length beard and he'll be all scrubbed. No, Dude, like, he's going to Miami. He's going to come back with fake boobs, the perfect tan. <laughs> the, the beard is going away after I leave New England. I'll probably, right, right before I leave New England, I'll shave the beard down to something shorter. Because this is not a summertime, beard. man. Well, this is a beard that can't be around, you know, car, kids. You know, fair food. Oh, yeah. Care <laughs> about the kids? Just fair food. Well, it can be around kids, all right. I'm with Torgo on this, and that is a beard that would scare young children that you're going to be doing caricatures <laughs> of. So, yeah, it's not the food what? angle, Andy. What? Children scared kids of love beer? wizards. What? What? All right, maybe they don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving off that child molester vibe. What? What kind of child molesters do you guys have in Kansas? Theatrical, you know. Wizards child molesters? Wizards are child molesters. Oh, stereotypical theatrical. Come with me. 
You want this candy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my van is full of candy. Oh, let us go. Vroom, vroom. Hark, hark. And the mom comes up. Don't go there. It's a theatrical rapist. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a therapist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh.